kids to bed dad's home we are the dwo podcast representing the dad world order i am the handsome head of household mr magnificent mike martin with me as always the other two dudes with daditudes the encyclopedia britannica of wrestling fanatica big rig eric murphy He is the perpetual mid Carter <laughs> and a world record holder. He is the wrestling t-shirt guy. Cephas. All right. What up y'all? Now, normally, normally I don't show skin on the podcast, but for those of you who aren't following me on social media, check out what I started. Mid card champion for life dog. Can't <laughs> nobody take the intercontinental championship off of me. I can't wait to get her finished. I mean, they could it just be, I got a blowtorch that says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that voice, Big Rig, you want to introduce our guest today? Absolutely. Absolutely. As Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin said, we are the DWO Podcast, and tonight we have with us a very special guest, Mr. Charles Colton. Sir, how the heck are you? Uh, you know, no, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you guys this evening? Pretty, pretty hunky-dory. Man. Thanks for I was going to go with the letter, Kenny. You know, oh, not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> I don't got the Canadian accent down Good here. Good news. Good news. Not so bad. <laughs> oh my God! Can we do a whole podcast just doing letter Kennyisms? That'd be awesome. Yes. I'd probably have to watch it first. <laughs> <laughs> you could catch his clips on YouTube and pick up enough. I was counting on you to have seen every episode, buddy. You're I don't even. Know you, I don't right even now. know what you guys are talking about. To be honest with you, you're figured out. Figured out. I don't know you're what we're talking ten, about. You're fucking 10 ply, bud. I don't know what that means. You're cool. softer than a Tootsie Roll fruit pop. Allegedly. Now you know how I feel when you guys start talking about Fortnite. That's true. <laughs> hey, man, Fortnite's fucking dope. You need to get with the program. Especially since they put no build in. It's been pretty awesome, man. I Enjoyable. have Puppy Night. It's a whole really shitty game. Well, eventually, eventually, you know, you'll be done with that game. Yeah, quite literally. So, Mr. Uh, Charles Colton, why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit? How would you get your your start in the business? Uh, In the backyard. Uh, I know that's a very, very unpopular thing to say. Uh, You know, guys don't like to hear it, but it's the truth. If, uh, you know, Foley and the Hardys got away with it and they made it in front of 100,000 people, I can do it. In front of 12 people, I can admit it. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, just in the yard. Uh, it's actually how I met Bo over here. Um, yep. That guy out. I knew had a 18-foot pro ring. We started bumping in it, uh, learning there, and then just kind of met local indie guys and then just kind of hit the road going with them. Hell yeah. yeah awesome. As these guys know, I've told them a little bit. I have a little bit of a indie history myself, and the first time I ever left state was to travel – to UWA, I believe it was, was the promotion you guys were working under. 
the name you were under anyways in, in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, I believe it was. Okay. And it's the first time I ever uh, left Ohio to go wrestle anywhere, and it was pretty cool, man. I believe I worked two matches with Charles Colton. Uh, I was under a clown gimmick then, so I nice. was uh, I was a little different, but I, I was piss poor. And obviously, you know, I, I still love the business, so I've still surrounded myself in the business, but I knew that I obviously – wasn't made for the ring after so after so long you know so but uh you've been still been going man you're still i see you took some time off i know that but you, you know you're back and you're back what seems to be like three four times a week man you're you're busy yeah i've actually I actually halted on taking august bookings just because june and july was so so hectic uh you know and, and fitting for this podcast uh you know just missing time with the kids every weekend uh, stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a month off, chill with the kids again. And then September rolls around. I'm going right back to being gone every weekend, traveling, hitting it all again. Yeah. Because even like the kids love it. They love going to the shows. But there's so many that are so far away they can't travel to. And then they're yeah. like, well, why aren't you just at home with us then if we can't go? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll give you all a couple weekends now. It's the yeah, balance. I worked 12 hour shifts and, you know, found like I, you know, felt like I didn't see the kids as much. I can't imagine like being on the road a bunch like that. So yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say uh, spending time with the kiddos definitely starts hitting priority after a few weeks on the road. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Respect dad. Respect. So how many, yeah. how many kiddos you, how many kiddos you got now, man? Uh, so four, four, uh, got, four oh, wow. got one that will be uh 13 next month now. Okay. Uh, she lives in Texas. <laughs> Uh, and I've got a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. All girls. All oh, right. Man. Heck yeah. Swimming in the estrogen ocean, they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to you know what, man? It was having daughters made a real man of me. Yeah. And that really, it really puts a lot of things into perspective as a man. So yep. in terms of uh, women in general and just how to treat women, because you never want to put I, yeah, you know, it's like an old cliche of you don't want your daughter to meet a guy like you. Yep. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Cause... I don't know if you guys have watched the new uh, uh, American Nightmare Cody documentary, man, but he spoke on being a girl dad and how it changed him a lot. And uh, I, I can vouch for it myself. Every one of us can. Having a girl definitely softens you in a way that, that you know, is un, undescribable. You definitely would give your life for them. I tell you that much. You melt right into the palm of their little hands. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I have instituted though is making sure that she grows up and has a has a thick skin, you know, and is able to because the world yeah. could be a really shitty place, and uh, you know, especially for um, a woman. So I try to, you know, just make her realize like you're probably gonna get shit, but you got to be able to give it right back. And she's getting pretty good at that. So we keep sitting front row at wrestling events. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's smack talking with the best of them. Right. <laughs> she about got landed on a couple times already, but we'll protect her. We'll make sure. Oh she yeah, she's all right. So, Mr. Colton, as a father, uh, you know it is important. We do ask all of our guests this question, but as a dad, I guess even more so important. What do you keep your thermostat set at, sir? Uh, so if uh, during the day at home seventy, at night goes down to sixty-eight. <laughs> Boom. 
So the parameters of a good answer on this particular show. <laughs> you just hit that window. to 70. <laughs> right at... Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the perfect answer is obviously 69. Nice. Nice. But, nice. Know. All right. Yeah. 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 Can't wait to see him win the Battle Royal live in Detroit this weekend. Yeah. yeah. They better make that Battle Royal for something. They just do that just to give him a win at SummerSlam. I'm going to be a little PO'd. You're just going to say, anyway. yeah. It'll be like oh, a I'll... Snickers trophy or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck's sponsoring it. Like in that like overly shaped just gonna give the women at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I'm pissed off that they uh I don't know why they did, and I'm sure we'll hear eight reasons why, but they paid off the Becky Trish thing already. The fucking raw before SummerSlam? What's that all about? No, they moved the match. No. It's it's happening August uh fourteenth. In Canada. Hey. What? Stupid. I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, but yeah, why why have that at SummerSlam when you can have it in Canada? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. Um, oh yeah, Canadian needs it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like not even in Trish's hometown. So like, are you drinking right. Canada yeah, Dry? I am. You son of a bitch! That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you made this not, happen. It's not my fault. They make delicious ginger ale. It's not my fault, <laughs> and it's also not my fault they're out of a late ones because I'd be drinking that instead because it pairs right. so well with this Buffalo Trace bourbon. Sponsor us, Canada Dry. Yeah. Or Buffalo Buff- Trace. Buffalo Trace. Yeah, like that, yeah. Both of you would be great. We could do a nice, you know, segue into a mixed drink. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. <laughs> so man, let's let's talk about your uh your uh your your wrestling fandom. What uh what's your first memories of wrestling, man? What 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 drawed you in? What 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 made you a wrestling addict? So I don't have that that first memory. Uh, you know, I, I hear people talk all the time about, you know, they watched their first match, they remember what it was, or their dad went and rented them a videotape and they were hooked. Uh, I've just always, it's always been there. I don't, I don't know where it started. Uh, I don't remember any part of my life that I wasn't a fan of it. Right. Um, I'd say it started to take off probably early 98, uh, beginning of the Austin era. Um, that that's where it definitely grew, but I mean, I still, you know, have faint memories of watching it beforehand. Right. What? 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 Yeah. So was Stone I'm, Cold I'm kind your of guy? The same way. I didn't like, like Stone Cold. I never remember him as like the ringmaster. I don't remember back that far. I know I was probably like watching here and there, but like my core memory was mankind getting thrown off the cage that was like my hey i love this shit so i get that for sure see i don't i don't know if i've ever actually told you guys this my first memory of pro wrestling is doink going out in the crowd and uh talking to kids on raw and scaring the shit out of them I remember <laughs> we were going to a wrestling event fairly shortly after i had seen that and i knew in my head that there was a potential for doink to be there and i was terrified I remember it was just like that was one of my first early memories of pro wrestling. Then you looked back on it and you were like, that's the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up playing a clown gimmick. I was Bobo yeah. the Clown for a year or so when I did indie indie wrestling. So, was that man. more of like a juggalo clown or was it 
it, uh, yeah, it was definitely, of course, I was, you know, I was 19 to 20. I seen the video, uh, I was bro. Absolutely, seen it was, he saw my hair. I saw, bring saw that hair. Saw bring that hair and that stash back is all I'm I saying. Listen, I we're, have. Trust that. me, we are going to upload that video to this, and we are going to play it live on the air one of these I'm days. I'm surprised we didn't already, to be honest. Oh, trust you. me. Like, just before, I was going back looking through the thread to try to see if I could find it, but I couldn't find it. So. Speaking of which, remind me on next uh, Wrestle Talk episode, I have a potential new theme song for the show, and I want to show it to you guys. So. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to check that out. I like it. I like it. That's 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 total side news. But uh, so you know, you 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 were a fan since birth, apparently. You know, so what uh, what was your first uh, backyard moment? Were you for how how old were you when you first went out and fell out, fell on purpose in the backyard? Uh, so that would have been in second grade. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I remember it specifically. Uh, there was a kid that lived in my trailer park named Brandon. And uh, we were both big wrestling fans. We were seven or eight years old, however old you are in eighth or in second grade. And I remember going out back. I remember pedigreeing him, uh, shoot, and him crying and going home. And that was my first taste of it, and I fell in love and just you know, I guess did what they do on TV and still pedigreeing people. That was easy. That was easy. I mean, is that is that your finisher now? Uh, no. No, oh, that'd have been what a cool moment that'd have been. First move I ever did. It's not my finisher. I mean, it, practice it really second grade. I learned at a very young age. Something just fell on the shelf. I hadn't scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so, so tell us about Colton versus Seven all y'all. Uh oh, there you uh, go. Oh yeah. See uh, so the Colton versus all y'all. Uh, you can get the t-shirts. Contact me on my socials. But uh, you get a cheap plug in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we get all uh, so when I returned uh, to wrestling last last year, uh, back in November, uh, got to talking to somebody who was booking a promotion that I had worked with my first initial run. And uh, I was like, hey, man, I want to come back. And he's like, hell yeah, I'll put you on the next show. Uh, he's like, can you cut a promo for me? And I was like, yeah. I said, who do you want me to cut the promo on? What do you want the basis to be? And he goes, just cut the promo, calling out everybody. Uh, he's like, call everybody in the locker room that you're back to kick everybody's ass. You're taking over. And, you know, there's the whole, like, OVE. Uh, you know, there's the whole everybody does the verse everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, man, I'm from fucking Kentucky. Like, it ain't right. everybody. It's all y'all. All y'all. <laughs> so I just took that, you know, him telling me to cut that promo. I was like, yeah, Colton versus all y'all. I like it. I love That's it. That's awesome. That's a good. I mean, you're right. It's, you know, so-and-so versus everyone or everything or whatever. Yeah, hit him with hit him with the all y'all. I love it. What part of I Kentucky? actually uh, back in March, I was working a show in uh, out in Illinois, and uh, Madman Fulton was I'm on so the card. Bitch. And I'm like standing there in my Colton versus all y'all T-shirt, and he's kind of <laughs> looking at me, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit!" And he's like, "Hey, how bad that tattoo on your throat hurt?" And I'm like, "Oh, not bad at all." He's like, "Oh, I'm thinking <laughs> about getting my throat done." And I'm like, "All right, so there's no heat here. Like, we're good. <laughs> all right." <laughs> I can absolutely relate to that. I spoofed uh, the Dark Orders t-shirt, uh, joined the Dark Order for one of our t-shirts, and we were at Squared Circle Expo and ran into uh, ran into Evil Uno wearing it. And he looks, he's like, hey, that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> he was no. cool about it. It's a clever spoof. I'll tell you what I like about the all y'all thing, man, is it has a KO feel to it. It gives you like a, almost like a, 
like a street punk redneck feel. Like you, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, I like it, man. I feel Lone like Lone Wolf. Yeah, a little but bit. The, the coolest thing that's happened with it so far that like let me know it was over. Uh, I was wrestling a fair show, uh, one of the county fairs out here in a place called Marion County. And the day after I wrestled there, their high school baseball team made a post on Facebook that said Marion County versus all y'all. Nice. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Also, the football team has like a sign in the locker room. Like, yeah, that's that'd be dope, dude. So don't so, don't feel bad about the beef with Fulton, man, because uh, you know we got a little bit of beef with Fulton. If you don't leave our boy Tussle alone, he keeps beating up our friend, our our camera taking our uh, photography friend, uh, and uh, you know he's gonna learn. You know if he doesn't stop messing with him, he's gonna end up in a match with him, and he's gonna be humiliated because Tussle's gonna kick his ass. Yeah, I mean, you already... don't want Dad to take his belt off. <laughs> I mean, he already gave him the tussle splash, and I, you know, yeah. I feel like that was punishment enough. But he's, he's, he's gonna find out. He's such a big, big man. First time we met him, he just look up like, Good Lord, yes, yeah, yeah, a tree of a man, dude. Yeah. For real. Like, I mean, that's I'm I'm six three, and I'm still like, hey man, what's up? Yeah, I'm five eight, so. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, too. That's true, man. But Tussle, I mean, hell, Tussle's getting thrown around by him, and Tussle's probably, what, 5'8", like a buck 10 soaking wet. Yeah. I think my favorite was still when he just, like, the very first show where he just, like, lawn darted him into <laughs> into Crash. The uh, a la Rey Mysterio via Kevin Nash lawn yes. dart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some of my favorite memories ever of WCW. Oh, so good. <laughs> it just makes me think of the, what were they called, the Dirty Wrath? Not, wow. Dirty rotten something when they wrapped. I can't remember now. Uh, filthy, animals? filthy animals. Yeah, filthy that, animals. That yeah. I knew it was something like that. I remember. I remember because I was super excited that that Rey Mysterio was in a rap video. I thought it was cool. God, I can't believe they ever made him take his mask off. Right. You guys realize the renaissance we're in in wrestling right now, right? I mean, look at. Not not just our show being successful, it, it, you know. It, it there's ample shows like ours being successful, and there there's a ton of celebration of wrestling everywhere. Look at our week right now. Thursday we're gonna go to Wrestling Revolver in Dayton, and we're gonna see Takeshita live in person, which is awesome. We lost, we missed out on that last time due to a flight. Something tells me we're not gonna miss out on him this time. Uh, and we, you know, we've got Jake Chris versus Matt Cardona. And then a day after that, we could be at another show. We're actually trying to figure out the logistics on that. But the day after that, we've got SummerSlam and nope. it's in Detroit and it's going to be, you know, the, the wrestling is we're traveling out around like we're actual wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yes. And I mean, you make a good point. Like, okay, look at. I think it was today or yesterday. Like Roman Reigns was on first take with C- with Stephen A. Smith. Like, when's the last time they had, you know, wrestlers on a major ESPN show? You know what I mean? And yeah. like for me, I was a Laps fan for a really long time. Like mid, I would say like two thousand six, seven ish is when I kind of fell out of watching 
wrestling and I was, I'm, I'd kind of catch the product here and there, but I was a laps fan for a really long time. And just in the past couple of years, it just brought me right back and I fell in love with it all over again. And it's been awesome. What do you think that is? Like, what do you think that is, Charles? Is somebody like in the business? I mean, have you like, is it, is it the, the spirit of competition that AEW brought about? And then they, you know, the stars they have in feeding the indies and kind of putting the names out there. I kind of partially attribute it uh, to COVID. Yeah. Uh, I think it was one of those, you didn't know what you had until, you know, until it was gone. Absolutely. Right. Uh, you know, you look at, at not just, you know, on the Indies, which are booming right now, it's great to see. But, uh, you know, I mean, even even in WWE that, you know, 2019, they were pulling 7,500, you know, 8,000 people maybe to a show, weren't doing sellouts. Now it's, you know sold out every everywhere they go raw last night sold out uh i went to smackdown back at the end of june and it was you know the biggest gate they had ever done in lexington yeah uh yeah i mean i think you know that that was a big part of it um and i think the product now they've been able to you not just WWE, but uh you know all of wrestling right now i think is utilizing guys the way they should be not perfectly uh we don't see you know everybody getting their their just due but um I believe the characters and everything now are being being better suited for what the world and the entertainment industry is today. Right. Well, and also I think it's a, uh, like you said, the, they're utilizing people to their potential. It, it seems like they are, I don't want to say they're listening to the fans, but like they're making the show for the fans again. Because for the longest time it was just like, we're just going to make this show just because we we can you know like people are going to show up whether they like it or not and now like mike said with the competition it's like okay we got to put on some pretty kick-ass shows so let's do it to where we get those big pop like i remember when we came back from covid man wwe shows and AEW shows those for the first like two months those shows were just hot like every crowd was just so happy to be there yeah, and I think they've been they've been able to utilize you know what they have well enough to to carry that that steam forward and carry that momentum. Right. Um, like I said, and it's great to see. I love seeing how it does trickle down, though. You know, you have you know if the big per se big guys are doing well, you know, and that trickles down, and then everybody you know gets is getting a little piece of the pie too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We got a couple what of up? Com- James yep. Matheny and Der- our boy Derek. What's going on, man? What oh, is up, fellas? Oh, James is a, a How the heck are you? friend between me and uh, Charles. There, those guys have probably worked a hundred matches together. Yeah, if we uh, we work. I think over the past two months, we've probably worked each other five or six times. Yeah, I don't oh, doubt man. it, man. <laughs> and I know you've probably worked each other another five hundred times on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, before that. Uh, so I'll tell you another fun story about you know you were asking about like first times backyard wrestling. Uh, probably around that same age range, seven or eight, um, I would go spend summers at my grandma's house. And uh, there was a boy who lived next door to her. He was a couple years older than me, but he was a big wrestling fan. Of course, it was the middle of the Attitude Era. You know, everybody was. And yeah. uh, so I'd always go down. And I'd take my wrestling figures over. We'd play wrestling figures together. Well, I went over there one day, and uh, he had a couple of his older friends over. 
and one of them choke slams me onto his bed and it breaks his bed frame completely. <laughs> his mom's pissed off, you know, I get sent home, all his friends get sent home. Well, you know, ten years later, I'm recanting this story to James and he's like, uh, was the kid's name Josh? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I was one of the boys in the room when it happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But we went further back than we thought we did. No kidding. That's like when you see a a married couple finding uh, vacation photos when they were younger and they were at Disney at the same time and shit. (laughs) How does this happen? I'd have to say. That's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh, So. Animal appearance. Kitty kitty. Kitty cat. You weren't invited. (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't worry. At some point, you'll probably see all of our dogs pop up too. So, yeah, mine's just staring out the window right now, super interested in every car. What's your cat's name? Uh, this is Waddle. Okay. Waddle. He's like really, Waddle. really fat. I'm trying to like get him to come over here, but uh, he's hard to maneuver because he's a little voluptuous. <laughs> Thick boy. He's a heavyweight. His yeah, belly he's... may be a little big. His hiney may be a little be big. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, I know we already, t- already mentioned it, but you guys have got to watch that documentary if you haven't. I will. Yeah, I, I was going to watch it. To oh, I was going to watch it last night, but I watched all 10 episodes of Twisted Metal instead. Nice. Really, he, I lost my dad in 2018, and to hear Cody talk about losing his dad, and it was just, bro, I was at work, and I, I literally had to like stop for a second and like pause it because I was just full-fledged crying at work. It was just that powerful of a documentary dude i think i texted you guys like i'm just yep. sitting here sobbing at work yes, like a right, pig. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know that's wrestling it's a power the power of wrestling i think that's why you know he shows you know that connection people are looking for you know when you're at covid you're all we're all home alone you know we were all thirsting for that interaction man and, and, and the way that they've been able to to fabricate these stories lately has been you know therapy it's been nice. The bloodline. Name another three-year story. You know, it's been a long time, dude. I, I feel like that never would have happened without COVID, because mm-hmm. we were kind of pigeonholed into having something like that at the start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we had to have this long, this long story. You know, it, it, I don't know, man. I feel like it's it's worked out. Like he said, I feel like COVID's kind of went positive for wrestling. We're in a boom right now. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I thought of this the other day and, you know, Roman Reigns was a perennial good guy character per se. It was like somebody, you know, they wanted to shove down our throat and wanted us to like, kind of like John Cena before him. How do you think it would have worked if John Cena was to turn heel and got the Paul Heyman treatment? How do you think that would have panned out? I don't know, just because I don't know if I could see. Like, it's hard for me to see Cena in that role. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, never Roman, seen him. I always thought was natural. Roman's, you know, he's a bigger guy. Uh, he's a good-looking guy. So, you know, as as a wrestling fan, as a male, I'm looking at him and I'm like, damn, he looks better than me. <laughs> I probably couldn't kick his ass in a fight, and my wife probably wants to hook up with him before she wants to hook up with me because <laughs> he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. I hate this guy. Fuck him. <laughs> you know, even while he was a baby face, yeah. like, you know, he, it, it's, he was always, you know, that hard to like guy, uh, which I think, you know, resonated during his baby face run. 
like he always came across more natural as a heel that he would be. He did always kind of have that big guy standing in the background, kind of brooding, you know. So it's that cool hand look kind of. Yeah. It's like the transition might have been a little easier for him to where like someone like Cena would have been more of like a Hulk Hogan turn. Yeah. But I would have loved to seen it though, just seeing like where that could have went with someone like Paul Heyman. But God, Cena's such a good mouthpiece though. I mean, with someone like Roman, you had to put you had to put Heyman with him initially to get him over the the transition. Yeah, that's why I, I think people promos, were tired man. of tired of Roman promos at that point too. You needed suffer and suck a dash. Yeah, <laughs> you don't say. That's why I found the uh, uh, cinematic match between Cena and Bray so damn entertaining because it, it you know gave us oh here's a heel turn that that little you know tongue-in-cheek reference to it you know him in the mm-hmm. nwo shirt and stuff like that it just like he said it's weird it doesn't none of it looked right it you know it's funny we all say that but he debuted as a heel yeah yep i mean not with the ruthless aggression i would say they tried to baby face him a bit there but when he came out the economics was just him shitting on people yeah, I'll never forget that at WrestleMania 35. I did not expect to see Cena at all whatsoever. What? So when his when when they started playing the Babe Ruth thing, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So Babe, why is this showing me Babe Ruth? What what is what is going on? And when it cuts back the before the music hit, one of the uh, uh, banner things said Thugonomics on it, and I was like, no. And then it fucking hit. And I was like, I didn't realize I would pop so fucking hard for that man, but it was so God awesome. losing the mind. Yeah, it, that's that's why I'm so excited for you guys for SummerSlam, man. Yeah, I I did love his Thugonomics theme song. That yeah, that thing that slap, dude. Work. Um, but yeah, Derek kind of saying the same thing. Uh, lost interest in watching. COVID kind of brought it back and reignited. So gotta love it, man. Brought a lot of people back, I'm sure. I think TikTok helped a lot for me too, man. TikTok, uh, hashtag WrestleTalk. If you don't know anything about TikTok, there is a whole uh, damn near industry level of amount of fans like uh, that have TikToks that talk positively about wrestling. And that's the thing too. This is, uh, I listen to Not Sam, and I'm going to bring up something he talked about on his episode today. Uh, we are a positive wrestling show. There are a lot of places out there that hate everything and talk about hating everything. And that's because that's what some people want. That's not what I want. And I feel like that's not what a lot of people want these days. And that's why they're looking for this positive wrestling outlet. And that's why I like mm-hmm. what we're doing here, man. I feel like that's definitely something that's needed in this particular industry. It's positive. The new day, yeah. man. Power positivity, baby. Absolutely. Don't I just watched them on Celebrity uh, Family Feud. It's a great episode. Fantastic. I gotta, I gotta watch that still. Is that like up on YouTube or? It's on Hulu. Yeah. Is it on Hulu. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I gotta check really that good. out. Yeah, some of them answers were ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. I, come like, on. Like, come, come the fuck on, for real. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the clip going viral, they posted one of uh, the the question was, "Who would you hook Steve Harvey up with if he oh, was?" Oh, big! He was, I saw that one. Big E said Beyonce. He didn't yeah. even let Steve finish the question. 
Steve's <laughs> face, dude. Steve's faces and his reactions are what make it. I could watch Family Feud, even without celebrities. I could watch Family Feud reruns with Steve Harvey for just yeah. hours yeah. on end. Dude, they have they have things on YouTube that are just, they're like three hours long, and it's just like crazy answers and reactions from like, you know, Steve Harvey Family Feud. And you can just sit there and just watch them over and over and over again. It's awesome. Those shows are damn near WWE levels of episodes. You know what I mean? Like when they talk about longest running episodic shows, those are up there. They have a lot of episodes. They film like three or four a day every time they do them. So yeah, because yeah, before Steve, it was like uh, uh, what the hell is his uh, name? Al Louis, from An- Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, but that was uh, damn it, what the hell is his name? Al from Total Time, from him and Bruce. Richard Carn. Richard Carn. Yeah. 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 And then, then also a Hamilton, Ohio native, Ray Combs. I actually Ray was. Combs, a, yeah. yeah. I was actually family friends with him and his family. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, have any history with him because he died when I was so young. But yeah, family. I I, yeah, I actually spent a lot of time growing up playing on Ray Combs Avenue, which is a tiny, like, two block street in Hamilton. So, Still though, he's got a street named after him. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wait um, the day for Mike Mike Martin Boulevard. I was thinking a t-shirt guy lane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Charles, I gotta ask you, because I'm I'm not super familiar with you, or do you have like a kind of like a hometown promotion or anything like that? Or are you just like traveling wherever? Uh so I I've, I've got a lot of home promotions, um, as dumb as that that may sound. Um I really got like from back in 2009 uh when i when i broke in on the indies when i started started on that um got out of the backyard um i really got my first big break with a place here in kentucky called uh ucw ultimate championship wrestling uh with a guy named terry england the promoter uh who i owe a lot to i have given that man so many gray hairs uh, i'm sure he has <laughs> cursed me more times than he has praised me uh <laughs> It's probably mutual. I probably cursed yeah. him a time or two. Uh, but I got nothing but love and respect for him. Uh, then, Reese, I'm, I'm sure everybody here, uh, you know, if you're familiar with any bit of the indie scene, uh, knows who Shane Mercer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane, Shane used to backyard wrestle with us. Um, yeah. I met Shane back in 2006, backyard wrestling here. Uh, he had his own promotion, backyard promotion in Kentucky called XCF, um, which he restarted as an indie promotion last year. Um, which is actually what got me back into it. Uh, he sent me okay. a text one day. He was like, hey, you want to wrestle again? And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> actually, now that you mention it, yeah. uh, I actually <laughs> just, uh, just last night uh, departed XCF uh, for the time being, uh, just for some personal reasons. Um, I've really um, been wrestling recently a place in southern Indiana called TCW, uh, Traditional Championship Wrestling. I've uh, been working there a lot just because they were the first ones to give me like a full-time spot uh, okay. when I decided to come back. Right. What part of Kentucky are you from? A uh, place called Radcliffe. Uh, it's about 36 miles south of Louisville. Okay. okay. Cool. Uh, if you're familiar with Fort Knox, we're literally yep. right outside of Fort Knox. We're the bordering okay. community to Fort Knox. You got to keep us yeah. posted on some of your shows, man, because uh, we travel. We like to go. We like to go see some wrestling, man. So, yeah. uh, give me a reason. They always come up and go an hour north of me. It give me a perfect reason to go an hour south of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I was yeah. supposed to be in. It was either Columbus or Dayton. I don't remember now. At the end of June, but the show got canceled. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, so there, uh, uh, something about Kentucky because I know for a long time, like it's kind of hard to have an indie promotion in Kentucky, from what I heard. Uh, just yeah, with, still is. like re- regulations and stuff. But it yeah. seems like there's a lot of stuff popping up, like Derby City down in Louisville, um, uh, New South Wrestling, which I believe is like Lexington area. Uh, I'm just naming ones that are like kind of close to us that I've heard of. But uh, it seems like just a lot, a lot more stuff starting to pop up in Kentucky. Yeah. OVW yeah, still it, and OVW, definitely you know, if yeah. you've got the if you've got the upfront investment, uh, there's a lot of like insurances and bonds and stuff that you have to be able to secure before Kentucky will license you as a promoter. Right. Um, so it's a lot of like red tape up front, but that keeps out you know the not all of them. You'll have some that'll filter through, but it keeps out a lot of you know the the I hate the to use the cliche, but the outlaw mud show bullshit. The carnies, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I get that, but like, uh, I think it was, I remember I, I watch a lot of fightful stuff and I, uh, Sean Ross saps from, uh, Maysville, Kentucky, uh, up on the river. And he always talked about like back when he wrestled, uh, he would always go and wrestle over in Cincinnati because wrestling in Kentucky was damn near like impossible. And it seems like it's starting to get a little bit better now. And, and a lot more promotions are popping up. So I think it's, yeah, cool. they, they, changed and it was they changed over uh during the time that i was on my hiatus uh but it used to be the athletic commission um a guy named tim who if anybody watching this has wrestled in kentucky will know exactly who i'm talking about uh, so if to be a wrestler uh if you got 25 dollars and you send it to the state of kentucky they'll give you a license uh, okay don't take nothing to be a wrestler here um you gotta take a physical now. You gotta have an athletic physical submitted with your twenty five dollars. Hmm. But once you were in, uh, you know, Tim would show up. You wouldn't know when he would just show up to random shows all over the state. You know, he'd just walk up, point at you, and be like, "Come here, piss in this cup." Uh, I watched him one night chase Brian Christopher around for <laughs> about, probably an hour and a half with a cup <laughs> in his hand, and Brian Christopher <laughs> hiding everywhere in the building. God rest his soul. And he finally cornered him, got him to piss, and his fist came back clean. <laughs> they're looking for performance enhancing uh they back then they t- i mean for weed anything really yeah they, they were like that no more story. yeah so what say, what is Kentucky's what is it now just like that, just they're just looking for like steroids and shit like that i couldn't tell you uh because since i've been back at all the shows i've done in kentucky i haven't seen them okay um i've seen okay. nobody from uh it's now the wrestling or the boxing and wrestling authority instead of the commission. Uh, they changed the name. They changed some of the rules. And I, like I said, I haven't seen them since I used to see them all the time. It seems like the Commonwealth is kind of loosening up on some of this stuff, but I mean, there's a lot of them Bible belt Christians down there, Bible belt Baptist or whatever it is. I know, you know, I hear stories of my great grandmother lived down in Pine Knot and like you couldn't play cards in her house. Cause that was like the devil or something gambling and all that so i mean there is a lot of that you know old time thinking down there and you know they got to account for those people too but you know the commonwealth is coming a long way because i mean if they're the gambling thing is coming along um, medicinal cannabis is coming along finally and uh it's a hope uh, and apparently the the wrestling administration is loosening its ties as a little bit as well so that's good to hear yeah i think they realized how much you know revenue was going to to ohio to indiana to Tennessee, yeah. um, you know, they, the, they take, you know, a percentage of ticket sales off of every show. 
um, the commission here in Kentucky does. So I think when they were seeing, you know, places like WWE, AEW, who are like, we're not dealing wow. with that bullshit. Wow. We can run in Evansville, Indiana, and be 45 minutes from Louisville and not have to deal with anything and still attract Louisville's crowd over here. Well, it's like GCW. GCW will run Columbus, Ohio. They'll run Jeffersonville, Indiana, right like right across the border, but they won't run Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Figure it out, Commonwealth. Uh, yeah, I never I never knew that. That's that's very uh very interesting. It's just a Commonwealth. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I still I, I still love being from Kentucky, you know, despite all their backwards rules and Speaking everything. Speaking of which, I wanted place. to mention this for a long time. What a dope nickname you have of Kentucky. I think that is fucking brilliant. Oh, uh, what? Yes, is that not the coolest name? <laughs> the first time I saw that, I was like, Kentucky? That's fucking brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it started uh, some, I don't know what fucking post she saw. I don't know what the fuck triggered it. Some random fucking girl messages me on Facebook, and she said, you're a fucking idiot, dumb fuck Chucky from Kentucky. And I was like, you could have at least made it fucking rhyme better. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what, fucking, I'm stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it's, you. It's damn, damn near, like, worthy of just becoming, like, a one-name person. Like, oh, what's your name? Kentucky. What's your last name? There is none. I'm, like, share. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it, it's in my garage right now, uh, but I actually have a custom Louisville Slugger uh, that I got for Christmas from my parents, and on the nameplate on the bat is Kentucky Worthington. That's yes. Awesome. I got one made. I got the sign. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I didn't know that was a thing. Have you ever actually got been it. to the Louisville uh, Museum or Slugger Museum? I used to go up there probably once or twice a year. I used to love going up there. I haven't been since COVID, but. Yeah, I went pre-COVID. It was, I mean, isn't it impressive, like, the history to get to hold a bat that was held by, like, Babe Ruth or any of those, like, legendary Hall of Famers? And it's like, holy crap, they used yeah. this bat and they, watching, like, a 90 or 90-something mile-an-hour fastball from the perspective of a catcher. They, had, uh, they have set up there. That shit's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if they had it when you were there, but they've got a display and it's all, like, current. Um, active MLB players and their use Louisville sluggers. Yes. So I was up there on a visit one time and uh, it was all little kids in line to take pictures holding, you know, whoever's bat, Suzuki's bat or Jeter's yeah. bat or whoever's bat was up there. So I get my daughter, my daughter Sadie, and I'm like, hey, come here, come stand in line. She's like, all right. So we get up there and uh, they're like, all right. And whose bat do you want to hold? And I'm like, she wants to hold Joey Votto's. I was yes. like, but I'm gonna have to hold it with her because I don't want her to drop it. <laughs> so I've got this picture of me holding Votto's bat around her. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to look like a fucking idiot being up here. Like, I'm a grown ass man, but I want a picture of Joey Votto's bat because I love him. I love Joey Votto. Do you guys see the uh, the promo that he uh, that he cut on the on the the news host or the the show host or whoever it was? Someone was giving a really hard time. And uh, he ends up, he had to look it up. He cuts like a wrestling promo on him, and it was beautiful. Like, that man has such a great, dry sense of humor. I love that he came back with a fucking vengeance, too, man. Like, he didn't come back just so-so. He did some some awesome shit in his first few games back. He mm -hmm. still, he still, I mean, Votto still bangs, dog. That's why it's a, that's why it's a phrase. You know what I mean? It, it makes sense because it's true. Speaking awesome, of which... I am super excited. 
this is my uh, – I officially have season tickets to the Bengals. I don't have them for this season, but I have them for next season, which means I still get access to this season season ticket things. So I get to go to the private party uh, for only for season ticket holder uh, thing with Skyline on the August 13th, and I am super fucking excited about it. I feel like an elite level of fan. <laughs> no, I can hear it. I was I was uh, just o- over the moon uh, when Skyline got the sponsorship deal over uh, oh. Gold Star. Yes, Bro. I'm like it's the greatest yeah. thing ever. Yep. Well, again, Finally, for a second time, <laughs> look at that cheese coney, dog. That's a Skyline cheese coney. I am like <laughs> so insanely jealous of that tattoo. Right? right? That's so awesome. I'm on too. Like photo, re- <laughs> not like no, oh, it's a cartoony one. No, that is like. Photorealistic yeah. cheese coney on his sternum. Go at it. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've shown people my wiener and they ran back to my wife and been like, babe, I just showed all those people my wiener and they ha- were happy about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they said my wiener so tastes much, great. There's so much ammunition. It looks in this delicious. They, they said my, my wiener was bigger than they thought it would be. Uh, yes. It looks so real. I said it was cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that same guy is doing my 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 championship belt right now. Whenever that belt gets finished, the only black you'll see is the actual black on the banner. All those little lines will be buried in gold because we're gonna make that as photorealistic as possible. And for anyone who is listening, is wondering like, man, I wonder if that hurt on his stomach. Yes, yes, it hurt really bad. And it's gonna hurt a lot better, worse, more bad when I get the bad. color. A lot more worse, better. Yes. A lot. Le- it's gonna hurt a lot less gooder. But you have to pay the cost to be the boss. You know what I'm Pain saying? Pain is temporary. I always, uh, I always ask like never. Yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I can only. I've never been inside a ring or taken a or taken a bump, but I have had a few tattoos. And I can only imagine that taking the bump and being able to build a callus and it, and kind of, I'm going to say, enjoy the pain, but being able to tolerate it and, you know, understand that it's temporary for a, a long, longer term reward. Um, yeah, for sure. You think so? I, I used to think that was bullshit, the, the callus thing, but I can tell you from experience, and I only wrestled for about a solid two years, okay? I mean, I, technically, you talk on my backyard stuff, it was probably eight, more like eight years, but two years on the independent circuit that was actually of merit. And it, you know what I mean? It, 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 uh, it It's true. You have like a, a feel that like you, it's easier to take a bump after you've done it a bunch for, you know, a few weekends in a row. It's, it, you know, it still hurts. Don't get me wrong. But it, it is definitely a, it's weird. It's like an adrenaline kick on. You still yeah, get some that? stuff, you know, it, it gets so routine, you know, it's like, like they say, riding a bicycle, you know, and you're just bam, bam, bam. And then it'll just be that one fucking move that you'll take and you'll just be like, holy fuck. There it is. Why did I choose <laughs> to do this to myself? Speaking <laughs> of Shane earlier, we were working out that show. I rem- I'll never forget it. He gave me a clothesline. It was the first time in my life I ever got the wind knocked out of me. And he's like, oh, he, he, He's like, I just breathe. I was like, I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, sorry, one of the kids. You're good, hey. brother. It's the it's dad part of the gig, dude. podcast. <laughs> yeah, how many times one of us has been late, or we've had kids going to get in the thing, or dogs, or 
My kids are like, my kids are like Puff Daddy. They're all up in the video. Because <laughs> almost on cue of my daughter walking in here, my dad's knocking on my front door right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's 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 what I'm on. Yeah. Real life, baby. Real life. <laughs> I'm real gonna mute uh, the, the mic order. real quick. All right, okay, go ahead. You're good. Oh, you're good. Oh, never mind. Discuss. So I'm gonna tell my wife to get the door, but she got it. Talk yeah, amongst yeah. yourselves. <laughs> I'm Discuss. feeling very verklempt. Very verklempt. <laughs> what was Mike? What's the one you always use? The Partridge Family is neither partridges nor family. family. Discuss. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me laugh every time. So, man, what are uh, your what's what's your prospects for your future, man? Are you setting your sights for a world title in, in one of these local uh, federations? You you trying to you know get some uh, self right now? Yourself? Right now, I got my sights set on a uh, tag titles in TCW. Okay. Uh, we went out. Uh, there's at, coincidentally uh, a tag team around here. I don't know if you've got heard them called DWO. Yeah, we know them. Yeah, the Death World Order. Death World Order. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I met him at a concert a few weeks back. Really? I seen yeah. this shirt and I was like, <gasps> and I had my DW, my DW, my Dad World Order hat on, and I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that was that was literally all we said. <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah, I, we worked. Uh, me and me and my tag partner uh, Trey Evans. He, uh, we actually worked a show. I don't know if you all know who SPO was. Uh, yeah, he was Sean a pretty high-profile referee on the NDC. Yeah, okay. uh, passed yeah. away, and we were working a benefit show for him, and we were working with the DWO and the HNIC. And uh, yeah. working with the DWO, it it it, it, it was a challenge. Uh, are they legitimately know, with, with hearing them, impaired? Yeah, they are completely deaf, both of them. Oh wow, uh, that okay. is that is a shoot. Um, so like deaf. us, they live their gimmick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they uh. But, you know, they were easy to work with. Uh, you know, we got the upper hand on them. Then uh, H&IC decided to come in, you know, and pick up the scraps and take our win from us. But uh, we're planning on avenging that here soon. Okay. I dig I'll tell it. you one thing. Now I am super interested in getting a sign language interpreter and trying to get the DWO on the podcast. You yes. Know I, I, I know somebody. You know, other than, you know, I got to spend – Eight or nine minutes kicking the shit out of them. I have nothing negative to say about them. <laughs> oh man, that's uh. So, how many years do you think you got left in you, brother? You gonna do this for a while, or you, you go stick around for a bit? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't put a lot of thought into the future, just because it, it's so uncertain. If I you would have asked me that, you know, thirteen years, fourteen years ago when I started. Shit, I was already at WrestleMania by by this age, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> didn't happen. For the a lot, a lot of shit changed. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't try to put a lot of baskets in. Like, I'm definitely set going to do this. Yeah. Uh, so right now, you know, with I, I love wrestling. Um, I've got, of course, like I said, you know, with Kentucky, got to be licensed. Um, I've got my license number tattooed on my arm with the word passion under it. Uh, you know, it's what oh, I've wow. always wanted to That's do, awesome. what I've always loved. But, you know, family comes first. I don't want to be that absent dad that's always on the road all the time. Uh, you know, I definitely have, you know, set a ceiling for myself um, on purpose. 
because, you know, I would much rather be here and support my kids into their dreams than to be gone following my own, yep. you know, leaving them behind. Yes. It, you got to keep it at least in your back pocket long enough for the youngest kid to like see you do it and remember it, you know, because uh, it's something so, so, so unique. <laughs> she already has her gimmick. Uh, oh, yes. As of, as of last <laughs> night, uh, I got on the trampoline with my, my five and my three year old. And uh, they were like, we want to wrestle. And they always call the referee the coach. So I'm like, all right. And they're like, dad, you're the coach. And I'm like, all right. So I look at my five-year-old and I'm like, what's your wrestling name? And she's like, I want to be the undertaker. And I'm like, all right. So I look at my three-year-old and I'm like, what's your wrestling name? And she was like, I'm fuck dog. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I'm fuck dog. <laughs> Respect. Oh, shit. He's awesome. You need to keep that nickname alive forever. And eventually one day she's like, why am I yeah. fuck dog? Why you fuck dog for? <laughs> Dude, that can be like when when she's in, you know, going to WrestleMania and they do like the oh look at these little videos from when they were kids and her like, hey, I'm fuck dog and this is you know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Why did you use your Kenny Rogers voice? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm Kenny Rogers. It just comes out so I'm Kenny Rogers and this is a Dairy Chug. Um, uh, I was raised on the dairy, bitch. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Mad TV skits ever. Anyway, moving on. Mine was the Sopranos one where they did like edited for TV Sopranos. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Where's the gabagool? And they just said gabagool for like every every F word was just gabagool, it just, gabagool. It just keeps cutting everything out. <laughs> Six seasons in like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> shit man it's been fun having you on dude we've been having a kick-ass time i've I, i've missed you bro i haven't seen you since i wrestled you you know what i mean yeah, we, gotta, been, we gotta get well, a show together what, 2007 2008 yeah dog like that's a long time ago Damn. so it doesn't sound like that long ago but like if you do the math and you're like 15 years like jesus christ yeah i ain't seen this dude in over a decade we need to get What's together that, me and uh me, me and my tag partner we were sitting on the couch uh, about a month or so ago after a show and we were watching old backyard tapes of us. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like watching it and I'm looking at the date of the matches and shit. And I'm like, man, I was like 15 like, <laughs> in the ring. And I, yeah. I, mind you, I was the absolute dog shit. Uh, fucking Fuck worse. Dog, if you will. But, yeah. uh, I mean, freshly squeezed, still steaming fucking dog shit. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm in this fucking ring doing this. At 15, I'm like, no, I'm fucking 32 now. So, like, it's literally been over half my life. Yeah. But I've been like, this is just what I do. Like, it's just who I am. I wish I would have had the balls to do it because I've loved wrestling forever. And I just never, never even thought of it being like something to actually do. And I don't know. Never why. too late, dog. Do I think you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you at least one time have to take a bump. Get oh, the ring and dude, take it, one flat back bump just to understand. 100% like it's on my bucket list our local promotion actually for a while our local promotion is NWF um, but they used to have a fantasy camp and you can go in and you know take bumps and kind of put together a, a little match or whatnot and you know COVID killed that and they've yet to bring it back but we've been pushing Roger Ruffin like come on Raj we want to get in there let the dads let the dads get in there and and take some bumps because it is absolutely is on the bucket list 
we'll let him know that this dad is available uh, on a weekend starting in September. Okay. Hey, they run. They run pretty much every Saturday, man. Yeah, we're we're not far from you here. I'd say I'm if you're sure thirty you minutes outside of Louisville, we're there. within two hours of you. Then, and if you're yeah. talking the same Tim, I think I think you're talking about. I'm pretty sure he wrestles there. Talking Tim Minnelli. You were talking about a Tim earlier. Oh no 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 no. Okay, so Tim Minnelli is still right. He's he is known as Pompano Joe right now, and he's all over the place. So I, I thought you might have been talking about him. No, so it's actually, uh, you were saying, you know, about how far I was from you guys. Uh, during the Bengals-Titans playoff game, uh, when, you know, like, I'm all over Twitter and shit, and I'm seeing everybody's shit talking to each other. And uh, so I look up, I'm like, what's the halfway point between Nashville and Cincinnati? And the halfway point is actually Radcliffe. That's a fucking town <laughs> I live in. Oh, so really? I'm like, look, all right, look, if y'all y'all start to fucking converge, like I, it's all faded and shit now, but that's a fucking Bengals logo. Like, yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, the line day, fucking drawn. I'm telling you where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nashville. I think it's a beautiful city. I love going down there, just spending a fucking day, wasting time in Nashville. But I will tell you, if this fucking civil war happens, it's who day all day. I know where I'm going. Fuck yep. the Titans. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited to be a season. Why can't Joe Burrow just get a whole training camp in? Come on. He just doesn't want to listen. He isn't hurt. He just didn't want to (laughs) practice in the heat. So he's like, oh, if I act like my fucking leg hurts, they'll let me sit down for three weeks and then I can just do the preseason and that'd be it. You know, that's all. He he didn't have to play it up as much as he did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He literally had everybody in Cincinnati in a collective. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I was scrolling Twitter when it popped up, and I looked at my wife, and I'm like, you know what sucks? I was like, that NASCAR stops in November and doesn't start back till after the fucking Super Bowl. And she was yeah. like, why? I was like, because I don't even fucking want to watch football this year. <laughs> <laughs> what if it happens, I don't want to see it live. <laughs> the last, actually, the only Bengals game I ever went to uh, was them and the Steelers back oh, in 2015. Wow. Not the playoff game, uh, but the game where Dalton broke his thumb. Oh, yeah. It was the day after my birthday, and my wife got me tickets to the game for my birthday. That's a good one, too, man. That's a, I'll tell you what, you go to a Bengals-Steelers game, that is a fucking experience. Yeah. Yeah, and we were like, sitting people like, on the visitor's side, so all... we were fucking surrounded. Dude, you're not there. Like, there's no sense of humanity when it comes to Bengals-Steelers. Like, I've, I've watched guys like spit on each other like just uh, everybody fucking hates each other just hates each other I used, to, I used to work in pittsburgh for like three months and uh i was sitting at the bar and this guy's like hey man so you want to talk and i'm like ah, no nah, you probably don't want to talk to me and he's like why, why is that and i'm like well probably because that you're steelers right jersey you're wearing and he goes don't tell me you're a fucking browns fan I'm like, you better watch your fucking mouth. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> well, you know, at least Steelers and Bengals fans can get together and collectively agree that Cleveland absolutely sucks. Yeah, yeah. We shared a few beers and talked about how bad Cleveland's fucking ass. <laughs> at fucking least we're not Browns birds. fans. <laughs> fucking shitbirds. I work with a shitbird fan. I can't. Like, why? Why? Like, you know, you've never even fucking been to Baltimore. Eight championships, bro. Eight championships. Shit. <laughs> fuck, fuck Baltimore. Fuck Cleveland and fuck 
fucking Pittsburgh too, goddammit. Hey, that'd have been Cincinnati's championship that year hadn't they taken out Carson Palmer. Hey, oh, I we're gonna get it this year, dog. We're gonna get it this year, and it's gonna be the first of seven in a row. And then oh, after shit. that, after that, Joe's gonna be like, "All right, and he's gonna hang." Calm it down, up. LeBron James. No, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I see it. Y'all would shit if that happens. We're pulling this clip up seven years from now. Like, holy fuck, dude! It's gonna suck because then everybody's gonna be Bengals fans. It's impossible to get tickets seven to. Seven years, and <laughs> I will get a fucking Lombardi tattooed <laughs> right fucking here between the jaw and the fucking cheekbone. Bro, I'll tell you this much. Right now, if we win six in a row, that next year you're going to be fucking terrified. You're going to be like, if we fucking win the seventh fucking one and I have to get a Lombardi right here. <laughs> I already got you know, my fucking my eyebrow and my hairline done, so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. At that point, you know, at that point the Bengals win their seventh championship. All right. I'll get, I'll get, you know what? I'll get one with you. If the Bengals win the next seven Super Bowls in a row, we'll both get Lombardi trophies on our face. Let's do it. All right. That's a, that's a pencil right here. And it's on video. It's on the internet, so it lasts forever. Yeah, it's forever. But I'll tell you one thing. If, it, if that fucking happens, that moment we're going to be like, well, fuck. <laughs> I guess uh, we see you Tuesday, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Call my boss. I'm taking the day off. Uh. <laughs> Oh, Just make it, neck, make it neck tattoos. Go Cody Rhodes with the Lombardi trophy. Nah, so you already got the whole neck done. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't The lighting in here sucks, so you can't well, see it. Well, see, yeah. we were talking about we're going to get DWO tattoos, and that was my first thing. Is like, I'm going to get it right on my neck like Cody. Just... <laughs> Lombardi trophy on my neck. Yeah. Something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> DWO. I picked a spot, by the way. Yeah, did you find a spot? I did. I think I might just put, like, as a stamp and do a part of Phil right here. You know what I mean? Well, I have, my whole right arm is, like, my dad arm. So it's, like, my kid, the tattoos for my kids and that ta- tattoo that my kids designed. So I feel like it's got to be either bicep or right shoulder chest area to keep in well, line with the dad. So. My whole right arm. Well, see, that's the color, uh, so... This is my fucking camera's backwards, but uh, my forehead is Sadie Lee, which is my nine year old. I love uh, the name Sadie, two, by the way. She, uh, I was talking to her, you know, and I'm like, hey, I said, Daddy's going to get your name tattooed. Where should I get it at? And she was like, your head. <laughs> All, and right. I'm like, All right. All okay. right. <laughs> I shouldn't have fucking asked a two year old. I was going to say, did anybody tell you shouldn't ask a two year old where you should put a tattoo? <laughs> Oh, shit. But if you're going to have anything tattooed on your forehead, have your daughter's name. And Sadie Lee is an absolutely beautiful name. Yeah. It's just the other three daughters that I don't have their names tattooed. And I'm like, look, I got a big forehead, but it ain't that fucking big to get all y'all. <laughs> so you better get a lot more fucking You're going to need a five head for that one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you got a four head. You got a five head. <laughs> I guess I could just go down, just list them this way instead of this Do they have Styles, yeah. but on your forehead? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh, shit. Love it. So, you know, uh, I just got the initial AJ. Uh, all of my daughter's names start with S, so I'll just get, like, the old fucking, like, elementary school, like, the sixth line. Yes! Fucking the sharp S, letter. We always S to draw on forehead, everything. And then their names off to the side. Genius. That's a great idea. You fucking yeah, dope. No. <laughs> I didn't know that was called a Stussy S. I don't know why, but I know Is that. It? I never knew what it was called. I just remember 
practicing how to make it. making one for yeah. like six months. And it always was, made it say smile. <laughs> it was know. it was so hard for me to master. And then when I finally did it, I wouldn't stop. I just drew them everywhere. Yeah, I drew one on my wife's work safety glasses the other day just because I couldn't have <laughs> anything else to fucking draw on them. So. It's either that or the Wu-Tang symbol. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I draw DWO on everything. Yeah. We have a, we have a bus stop at work, the smoking section. There's like gang stuff all up in there, and I just real big, just go DWO, and it just stayed. <laughs> nobody messed with it. Y'all got any? Uh, y'all got any stickers? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We got stickers. Plenty. We got t-shirts. We got hats. We got beanies. We got. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like, send y'all some stickers and get 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 one in return. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get a sticker for my wrestling gear bag. We're about to uh, shamelessly plug all of our shit right now. Teespring.com. You can get yourself a hoodie. You can no. Get yourself a... T public. T public dummy. Yeah. God damn you it. say Teespring every fucking what, time. What is Teespring. It's a fucking store where you get. T-shirts. It's not it's one not that we store. have. I might have to put it on the top of the page here. So you, can you might as well get a Teespring. Yeah. Cause I think is... I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Just a. At least put like two shirts on there, just in case anybody types it in. Like, oh, he wasn't lying. I'm sorry. <laughs> T public. T public. ProWrestlingTees.com. The T public. You too can have. We the dads. <laughs> oh, that, that's Same. that's the one. You the ones. We the dads. I'm gonna have to spend some uh, some of my hard-earned money to you guys. <laughs> Buy y'all around. I'm getting yeah. a Colton versus y'all shirt. I'm just letting you know right now. Oh yeah, that's happening for sure. Yeah, send, um, just send me sizes. I got I got a, a box of them. No oh, hell the yeah. Nice uh, pre-shrunk cotton, uh, quality screen print. These are not uh, you know Vista printed or uh, cricketed. These, these are professional. Cricket, cricket, cricketed. Yes. I'm, I'm an exquisite uh, fucking redneck. Yes. Pro wrestling NASCAR fan from Kentucky. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll do the same. Yeah, we have a kick-ass uh, merch maker too. What up, Andy? MF merch. Andy? Yeah, um, man, it's, uh, it's definitely gotta happen. We gotta get a show together. Whether you're on that show or whether we're checking out a show together, we we are so fucking alike, dude. I watch NASCAR. I watch football. I love pro wrestling. We definitely need to fucking have a beer or two at some point. Yeah, Woo. yeah. Any uh, any time, you know. Like I said, I'm not too far away, and I'm usually if I'm not here, I'm usually out in Huntington. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm passing through. Just need to cut up 71 the other way, and uh, yeah, come up oh, yeah, that way man. sometime. I'm down. Hell yeah, man. Maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll keep in touch, man. Maybe we'll uh, get together for an event, and maybe we can get you booked up here from somebody. We have a, we have a few connections up here. Maybe I'll give them your information. Maybe we can. Get you in on maybe a tri-state wrestling or a Cincy wrestling event. You know, oh yeah, I, definitely. Not trying to you know make y'all whore me out, but you know I gotta I gotta whore myself out when I get a oh, chance. We're gonna. That works. All right. Well, do you do you have anything you'd like to shamelessly plug? Uh, anybody watching who's in the Louisville or Jeffersonville area, uh, August nineteenth at the arena, fourteen sixteen Spring Street. Uh, TCW School for Fools. Uh, there will be an N64 set up with No Mercy for free. Ah. And uh, myself and Trace Evans, the Creekwater Syndicate, uh, plan on making a little statement there that night. Uh, also, follow me on my socials. Uh, that's Charles Colton KY. 
on Instagram and Twitter or X, excuse me. Yeah. Got to gotta get yeah, used to new social branding. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I tell you what, I love that tag name, Creekwater Syndicate. Whenever, whoever, which one of y'all figured that out, I hope you guys had a moment of fucking like, because that it. is a perfect name, Creekwater Syndicate. That's got a fucking, I don't know, it's got balls in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 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 full credit to to, to Trace. I you may remember him. His he wrestled a C Easy back in when we backyard wrestled. Okay. He was like All super right. young back then. He was like fourteen. I mean, fuck. Oh, wow. I think you were fifteen. I think I was barely eighteen. So yeah, we were we were all young, pretty young cats. But uh, I remember Frank was so crazy man. Was telling Frank was telling me, yeah, you're gonna wrestle one of their younger guys, but he's good. And I was like, that's fine. And when we started talking, you were just like fucking putting a match together. I was like, fuck yeah, he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> that, Spoiler alert! I had no fucking idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> talking to talk, baby. <laughs> hey. We put on a decent match for two guys who barely knew what the fuck they were doing. I would love know? to see this video. I tried like fucking hell to find it, dog. I really did. I went through all my footage. I searched every email. I searched every everything. I know I had it on MySpace because I had it uploaded on there. But, it, you know, MySpace was 15 years ago. So. You should get a hold of our one friend. We all got a mutual friend. I forget what his name is, but. Who's the guy who found in MySpace? Tom. Tom. Oh, oh, yeah. God damn it. I was like, who are we talking <laughs> you got a hold about? of Tom. Tom would be able to find I it. was thinking of my real friends like, hmm, is he talking about Jeff? Oh. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. Thanks, Big Rig. Wasn't this the, the pose? The candid candid over the shoulder. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> uh, fuck. All right, well, uh, Charles, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, oh, we'll definitely have to do it again you. soon. Uh, I'm sure we will keep in touch. I know I just uh, followed you with the podcast page on uh, Instagram, so uh, we will be able to keep in touch through one of us, all of us, who knows? But uh, yeah, we're we're everywhere. Yeah, uh, but thank you so much for coming on, Yeah, I'll be a little uh, more really... prepared next time with a little better setup and having to use my camera. I'll have my webcam. Uh, well, hell yeah. I'm definitely I mean, going to. Uh, we can hear you. That's the big thing. I mean, sometimes we've had people that we can see crystal clear and we can't hear them worth the dog shit. So it's like, as long as you got good audio, that's really all that matters. I'm definitely going to call upon you, man. Me and my brother are actually starting a show, which I'm going to shamelessly plug right now because it starts tomorrow with episode number one with uh, our boy Big Rig, who's going to be our first guest. But me and my brother are starting a show called Shirts and Stuff. And uh, it's not really a wrestling show, it's more of a life show. Uh, you know, and I'm probably going to try to use that friendship card and, and get you on that show as well. You know, I, I'm a bit of a t-shirt collector myself, not just wrestling, uh, but all sorts of t-shirts. I'm a big, big Goodwill hunter. So Bro, you'll uh, fit in great. Yeah. <laughs> you'll fit in great. Cause it's all about shirts and stuff. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can finally have a reason to show off my collection instead of my wife bitching at me to, that I need to get rid of half of it. Yeah. yeah. Talking about, I've sitting it over, over 500 shirts at this point. So, I, I know all about it. That's not I'm not there, but I have first. used you a few times uh, in arguments as like a, a <laughs> oh, scale. Yeah, well. <laughs> She's like, well, you got all these shirts and you want to get rid of none of them. You're filling the whole closet. And I'm like, but Bo has this many. So... <laughs> 
in comparison. Imagine how mad his wife is. I have my own whole closet, and it's almost full, full. Like, like to where I'm like have no space. At some point, I, I was requested on TikTok to please show all my shirts at once, and I'm I'm working on being able to do that. It's just I'm gonna have to literally bring them all down, and it's a whole thing. But I will at some point within the next, I don't know. I'll give myself a, a two month period. I will make that video happen. And I'll make sure you guys see it. Kind of like it be like cribs, be like these are my shirts. Where the, yeah, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> I'd like to alphabetize them, but that seems like a lot. Dude, you should just like hang them all on the outside of the house and see how much of the front of the house you can cover. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Wrestling t-shirt house. Is there even a house here? Nope, just a big pile of t-shirts. That's all my shirts. You see how Batista one? I got that in mania. You guys be talking Hamilton, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, fuck, guys. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, again, Charles, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, oh, thank as you always. Guys. Uh, we have been the DWO Podcast. I have been Big Rig Eric Maffey. He has been Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. He has been Wrestling T-Shirt Guy Cephas. And he has been Charles Colton, a.k.a. Kentucky. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to say it seven more times uh, if I don't get off of here. So follow us on all the socials. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Go check out our T-shirts. Public, not Teespring. For now. I swear to God, if you were about to say Teespring, you were going to get muted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. Until next time, Top Dads out. <laughs>